Welcome to Gringo's Eternal Family's podcast. Gringo's Eternal Family is a ministry with the purpose of bringing God's love to the 99 and the 1. You can visit our website and check out our blog post at gringoseternalfamily.com for more content. We hope you are encouraged and blessed by today's episode. Thank you. family welcome to another episode as we continue in the series the gospel of christ jesus so this is part 12 of the series and today's episode we're going to be answering the question is salvation eternal right so salvation is simply the saving of our lives from condemnation and alienation from god due to unbelief so we are saved from the world into god's family true faith in christ jesus salvation is a free gift from god to mankind and his gifts and callings are irrevocable so praise be to god almighty hallelujah so now back to our question is salvation eternal yes it is all right and throughout this episode we're going to be looking at that and try to answer that question um just trying to back it up with scriptures right so eternal salvation is a profound truth we did not choose god neither did we choose to be saved god chose us god enabled us to believe in christ jesus so we're going to read this bible passage it's john chapter 6 verse 60 to 69 it says on it many of his disciples said this is a hard teaching who can accept it aware that his disciples were grumbling about this jesus said to them does this offend you then what if you see the son of man ascend to where it was before the spirit gives life the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the spirit and life. Yet, there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, this is why, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the father has enabled them from this time many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him you do not want to leave too do you jesus asked the twelve simon peter answered him lord to whom shall we go you are the words of eternal life we have come to believe and know that you are the only one of God. So if you ask me, that is a very interesting and profound Bible passage. It answers so many questions that we have, but one thing that it does make clear to us is that salvation is our calling. You see, Jesus is telling them that none of you could have come to me. No one can't come to me unless God enables them. All right. Salvation is a calling and a gift from God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 to 9 tells us that, that this is a gift 
It's a gift, all right? It was not by coincidence or great luck that you heard the gospel message when you did and you believed in it. It was not because you were just so lucky and it was a wonderful coincidence that you were at the right place at the right time and you heard a gospel message and somehow you really believed in it. No, this was all part of God's plan. So you were chosen, you were handpicked, you were enabled, and you were gifted with faith to believe in Christ Jesus. God chose us. God enabled us to believe in his son. He chose us. The foolish things to shame the wise. It chose the weak things to shame the strong. It chose the lowly and despised things. So the wisdom of the wise could not save them. But the semi-foolishness of the gospel saved the foolish who believed in it. And 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 29 to 31 tells us, So that no one may boast before him. It is because of him, him here refers to God, that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast to God. So again, it is because of God the Father that you are in Christ Jesus the Son. It was not a coincidence. It was predestined. You were called and you were chosen. All right. We are God's adopted children. This is echoed throughout the Bible. In Ephesians 1, 5 and Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 19, it tells us that we are adopted children of God. It was predestined. God foreknew us. The adopter, what we should know is that the adopter chooses the adoptee. When a family wants to adopt a child, they go to maybe the orphanage where the children are and they willingly choose a child that they want to adopt so the adoptee does not choose the adopter the adopter chooses the adoptee God chose you okay it was intentional God is not wishy-washy it is an eternal God so it's gonna be unbelievable to think that the very same redemption and salvation plan that he began, he planned, he predestined, finished and rested before the foundation of the world is so wishy-washy and can be easily lost. This call of salvation, when answered with faith, creates life an eternal life we are called from that to life in christ jesus so you might say but i have fallen shut and i backslide into my old sins does that mean that i have lost my salvation you see understand that as children we mess up as children we offend our parents we do things that we're not supposed to do we sin but we do not cease to be their children the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15 verse 11 to 35 never ceased to be his father's son that's part is sinful and rebellious act this relationship was sore for a season but the minute the son repented of his sin and came back to the father, 
it remained his father's son. It was still his father's children, child, I mean. So salvation also makes up an adopted child of God whom he deliberately chose and called to be his own. And the truly safe children of God, they know his voice. And when they mess up, even when they mess up, he calls them back unto himself and is ever with them. You see, the seal, which is the Holy Spirit, guides us. And our eternity is secured with God. No one will be lost if Jesus is truly their Savior and Lord. So we are never, we were never saved by our works. Remember, this is a gift from God. It is by grace that we are saved through faith. We were never saved by our works and we would never be unsaved by it. At salvation, we enter into a lifetime commitment, the discipleship and therapy with God to get us to the very end safely, wholly, and complete. So now, let us look at some Bible verses that echoes the eternal nature of salvation. So Hebrews chapter 5 verse 8 to 9 says, Son though he was, which is Jesus, he learned obedience through what he suffered and once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12 says, he did not enter by means of blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once and for all by his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 11 to 14, every Jewish priest performs his services every day and offers the same sacrifices many times, but these sacrifices can never take away sin. Christ, however, offered one sacrifice for sin, an offering that is effective forever, and then is sat down on the right side of God. There it now waits until God puts his enemies as a footstool under his feet. With one sacrifice then, he made perfect, made perfect forever those who are purified from sin. John chapter 10 verse 28 to 29 says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my end. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. Beautiful, so beautiful. And another truth I want us to consider is, if salvation is not eternal, then forgiveness is not eternal. Because let's look at this. We have talked about severally how forgiveness and salvation is the same thing because us being forgiven of our sin and saved from condemnation is basically what salvation is but if some of us claim that salvation is not important it's not eternal then we are all saying that forgiveness is also not eternal 
but several Bible passages tells us that tells us otherwise, right? So Second Corinthians chapter five verse seventeen to nineteen says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come; the old has gone; the new is here. All this is from God." who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12 says, For I will forgive their wickedness, and will remember your sins no more. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 17 says, Then he adds, Their sins and lawless hearts I will remember no more. Psalm 103 verse 12 says, As far as east is from the west, so far as they removed our transgressions from us. So gracefully, forgiveness is permanent in Christ Jesus. It's eternal. And we need not remain guilty or shameful of our past sins. God kept no record of it, of the sin that we've committed before or the ones we're still going to commit. It keeps no record of it. The hold is gone. And the new is here. You are a new creation. There's actually a podcast that talks about the permanence of forgiveness. You can check that house. Just search for the permanence of forgiveness. It talks about how our forgiveness in God is permanent. It gives a better in-depth explanation on that. All right? And another truth is that God is not a liar. God is not a liar. In John chapter 3 verse 16, it says, For God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. John 3 verse 36 says, Whoever believes in the son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. First John chapter 5 verse 11 says, and this is a testimony that has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. So if salvation can't be lost and one can perish after believing in Jesus, then we're saying that God is a liar, but I know he's not. He promised us eternal life if we believe in His Son, Jesus Christ. And because we have believed, we have eternal life. Hebrews 7 verse 25 says, Therefore, He, which is Jesus, is able to save completely those who come to good through Him, because He always lives to intercede for them. So salvation makes us children of God and God will not lose any of his children. They may sin, they may backslide, they may be disobedient, but they do not stop being his children. Rather, 
God keeps transforming and pruning them daily. You are always your father's child. Again, you must say, but the Bible says that I should walk out my salvation. Exactly. It says walk out your salvation, not walk for your salvation. It's not telling you to keep walking for your salvation in case you might lose it. You didn't work together the first time. Why will it tell you to keep walking to keep it? Okay. You did not walk to be saved. You can't walk to keep it. The admonition in Philippians chapter 2 verse 12 that says to work out your salvation means that you should live a life worthy of the new calling that you have in Christ Jesus. It is simply telling you to bear fruit consistent with salvation. And if you read a little further into verse 13, it tells you who actually works in you so that you're able to work out your salvation. Verse Philippians 2 verse 13 says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So the good works that we've been called and created to do, God still works in us to do all of that. Working out our salvation is not even dependent on us. We're not powerful enough to do it by ourselves. That's why we have the Holy Spirit helping us daily. So God works in you. You are never alone. Never, never, ever alone. And again, we have a blog post on this on the blog, GreenGoldsEternalFamily.com. There's a blog post on this that talks about what it means to work out your salvation. You can check that out. And finally, 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 another truth I want us to consider is that God is faithful. God is faithful. First Corinthians chapter eight, chapter one, I mean, verse eight to nine says, the Lord will sustain you. He will keep you to the very hand, blameless on the day of our Lord Christ Jesus. God is faithful who has called you into fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. You see, God is so faithful. He has called you. He has chosen you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. In his great faithfulness, we keep you in fellowship with him to the very hand. We can trust, we can hope, and we can have faith in his faithfulness. It is God's faithfulness that's going to keep you to the very end, not your faithfulness. You, you're not that powerful. God is not wishy-washy. God is faithful. Always remember that. Because God is faithful, your salvation is eternal. Romans chapter 8 verse 39 to 30, 38 to 39 says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor death, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither I nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And Philippians 1 verse 6, 6 says, I am sure of this, that either started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And now to him, was able to protect you from stumbling 
and to make you stand in the presence of His glory without blemish and with great joy to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. I want you to be assured that your salvation in Christ Jesus is eternal. If indeed you have believed the gospel message and you continue to hold on to that faith, to your first convictions that you got when you first believed, to the very end, your salvation is eternal. Thank you so much for listening. In the next part, we're going to answer a very commonly asked question among the Christian community and even amongst unbelievers. It says, did Judas lose his salvation we're gonna answer that in the next part thank you so much for listening god bless you i love you and remember that you are eternally loved by god bye-bye